0: Hello and welcome to episode seven of Analog on Relay FM. This episode of Analog is brought to you by Harry's, an exceptional shave at a fraction of the price. My name is Mike Hurley and I'm joined by the friend of the internet, Mr. Casey Liss. Hello, how are you? I'm very well, sir. How are
1: you? I'm doing well. Good. We uh, missed each other last week, even though we had an episode. Uh, you and I didn't talk very much because you were on uh, holiday. I almost said vacation.
0: I was on holiday. It's correct. See? I uh I tried just to <laughs> Not for you, that darling. not that you'd ever know from how <laughs> amazingly well we covered the uh the, the the last week's episode. You never would have known. I, and we did say we'd do this. We I actually don't really have any specific follow-up pulled up, but yes. Follow-up from episode 5 was incredible and overwhelming and amazing and thank you everyone
1: yep uh, when we recorded episode six, we hadn't we hadn't released episode five. is that correct? That's correct. Uh, and so we just kind of hoped and assumed that maybe the follow up would or the the feedback is perhaps a better way of phrasing it would be good from episode five and that's the one with Steven and uh, when we talked about health related things and the feedback was absolutely overwhelming. and I know that people use that figuratively a lot, but it was on the verge of literally overwhelming in the best possible way. Uh, it was really, really, really incredible. So thank you anyone who sent us a tweet, who sent us an email, who uh, shared something personal in the chat room, in a tweet, and an email. I mean, certainly that wasn't necessary, but it is deeply, deeply appreciated. And I know I speak for Stephen in saying um, that was very kind of all of you. So thank you. But we do have a little bit of follow-up from last week. It's only going to take a minute, but um, we have two items. The first is some follow-up from Bernd, B-E-R-N-D, so I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, Goldschmidt. Um, what a great name. It is a pretty solid name. Uh, I believe it's a he, if memory serves, and he said that AppleCare is indeed transferable, and he provided a link, I believe, uh, which we will put in the show notes, which you can find at relay.fm forward slash analog forward slash
0: seven. Forward slash. Do you think anybody would accidentally type backslash?
1: Mm, I don't know, probably not. It's the developer in me that has to be pedantic about it. Anyway, um, so yeah, so thank you f- to Byrne for uh, cluing us in on that, because if you recall, Mike and I were talking about whether or not you could transfer Apple Care if you sold your phone or what have you, so
0: apparently the answer is yes. Before we started this week's episode, Casey asked me if I thought that we would want to talk about our iPhones at all. Um, I don't think that we need to, but if you're interested in understanding what myself and Casey think of our iPhone purchases, um, there'll be links in the show notes to our respective podcast episodes where we discuss such things. Yep.
1: But uh, we did receive our phones.
0: Which I think is potentially the best, well, it's, it's easily the best episode title of Connected and definitely high up there in the history of the shows that we've done together as a three, The Divine Comedy of Home Screens. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That was pretty good. (laughs) Channeling Dante. It is Dante, right? I didn't didn't mess that up, did I?
0: No, it is. And if you don't know, you can probably guess which one of us came out with that.
1: (laughs) Would it perhaps be the
0: Italian? Yes, the the well-learned of us. Go figure.
1: All right, so the other piece of follow-up we have is from the listener, Mark. Um, What he... Uh, wanted to give us feedback about was when we were talking on episode six about work-life balance, he he said to us, you missed one critical part, your health. And he asks a bunch of questions, which I don't believe we're going to answer, but there's questions worth thinking about as a homework assignment for the listeners.
0: Um, I was going to answer them. You don't have to, but I was going to. All
1: right. Well, I'm trying to keep the show short so we can give the, I'll I'll ask you. No, 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 it's fine. All right. Well, I'll ask, and then you can give a quick answer. I'll give a quick answer and then we'll carry on. So, Mark's questions were, how much time do you sleep? So, Mike, how much do you sleep? It
0: varies between four to seven hours a night. You are not human.
1: That is absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, I cannot fathom sleeping that little. When I sleep less than six hours in a night, I am kind of a world-class jerk in the next day. I'm Um,
0: more likely six is my... It's, it tends to be b- about 6 hours is my usual but there are occasions today will probably be one of them uh where where i don't don't get a lot of sleep
1: that does not sound fun to me but you make your choices and we have talked about that all kidding aside we've talked about that quite a quite a bit on the show so i'm looking at sleep cycle which is an app that i use to wake me up at well i don't know how much it really works and it may just be a placebo but i feel like it wakes me up at, a, at an appropriate time. So the idea of the app is you start it instead of an alarm and you stick your phone under your sheet on top of your mattress. And as you toss and turn, it tracks how well you're sleeping. But additionally, you set a window of time for when you're when you're supposed to wake up. And when you start tossing and turning within that window of time, that's when it will start buzzing and going off and so on. So the idea is you're already kind of out of deep sleep and it's a much less alarming pardon the pun, way of waking up. And so it tracks all your sleep cycles. And I'm looking at time in bed per day of the week. And almost all of these bars are between seven and eight hours. The only ones that aren't are Wednesday because we record ATP and that always goes late. And Friday, usually because I'm, um, let's just say, unwinding after the work week. But every other Party, bar Casey. is... Exactly. Uh, every other bar is between seven and eight hours. Roughly seven and a half, it looks like, is my average. So how much do you sleep? Uh, do you eat healthy food, Michael? Um,
0: I eat healthier than I ever have. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I eat a lot better now. I have a wider diet, more balanced diet. I eat more vegetables and fruit than I ever had before. I probably still have a way to go, but I eat better now than I than I ever have.
1: I feel like I care about what I put in my body, but I don't do a great job of it. Um I, I don't follow any like diet and there have been times on and off where I'll use lose it. Um, which I think Federico has talked about this as well as Steven, if memory serves on connected. Um, but anyway, I use lose it, which is an app to track calorie consumption when, and the problem with lose it is it's excellent if you either eat the same things constantly or go to very big restaurants relatively often, you know, like chains, but If you eat varied things or go to like local joints that don't publish nutrition information, you have to take a stab in the dark regarding how many calories you've consumed, and that gets very difficult. And what with the baby on the way and just general busyness, I've been terrible about paying attention to what I eat lately, and I think I have gained a little bit of sympathy weight while Aaron has been pregnant. But I like to think that I pay attention to what I put in my body, but I'm not the best at it. I don't know. Mike, do you exercise? No. I go on fits and spurts of going for like a 15 minute to half an hour run each day. And I have, I don't know which one means you're doing it, which month between fit and spurt and which one means you're not doing it, but I am not doing it. Um, So I haven't been running in a consistent way in a long time. And the problem is the only really convenient time for me to do it is in the morning before work. And I'm not a member of a gym or anything like that. And so I would just run in the neighborhood, but it's getting cold now. It's getting dark in the morning and that's going to be kind of challenging this sounds
0: like it sounds like such a cop-out but i literally do not have the time to to go to the gym like i would like to but i do i do not have the time i leave work i have to leave work at five o'clock to get home in time to start this stuff every every like moment where i'm not either working or taking my much-needed weekend relaxation time is podcasting
1: yeah makes sense to me um how much time do you spend sitting mike
0: all day i'm yep i'm currently dealing with some spine issues um like back and neck problems which i'm seeing a physiotherapist for so i'm trying to get up and move around more um so i'm I'm trying to be better about that and like being better with my posture but mm-hmm. yeah, that's something I'm trying to get better at. I'm thinking about like getting an app, which like, you to obviously, stand up. obviously I need the Apple watch because it will tell me to do it. So <laughs> that's the justification you needed.
1: Um, I also spend all day sitting. I tend to, if I've been sitting for a while, just naturally want to get up and walk around the office. I'm, I don't do a good job of staying standing for very long. Um, I would love to have a standing desk at work, but we have cubicles, and that's not really a thing that our company has the money to support. I mean, they're they're good to us, but we can't just like terraform our desk area and ask them to buy buy us these super fancy uh, standing desks. And additionally, I am a terrible. I'm I, I am have the worst posture in the world, and. Sit terribly, and that's something I've been conscious of semi recently, and I'm trying to get better about, but I still have a long way to go. So, the final thought from listener Mark is: So, how many people sacrifice their health when trying to start their own thing? And I think that my, and I don't mean this to be a jerk, but you're a pretty good example of that because you're not sleeping well, you're not going to the gym, and it's all for what I would consider to be a good and reasonable reason but you've made a conscious choice that your health while you're young and can and can deal with these sorts of things is taking a is taking a toll or taking a back seat to relay fm and and getting that started
0: correct and i will not only point people towards episode 2 of connected where we spoke about a lot of these things on that episode i spoke about Hello internet number 3 which is one of my favorite podcasts on Hello Internet number three, uh, CGP Grey spoke about this exact thing, how he made a decision with with his wife when he was trying to start his career as being a YouTuber person to actually make a conscious decision that they agreed on that he would not look after himself for a period of time. Yeah,
1: and that's intense. It uh, really
0: is. And it allowed him to quit his teaching job and... Now he does YouTube stuff full-time, and now he is back in the gym and stuff like that. And it was just a really interesting discussion, because I never made such an arrangement with my girlfriend, but she is very uh, understanding mm-hmm. of me, more so than she should be.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Um, and then, so the final thought that, uh, that Mark had is, could you be making a mistake in neglecting your health? And I feel like that's kind of rhetorical, but certainly the answer is maybe, maybe, maybe both of us are, but I don't know, perhaps it's an excuse, but no better time than when you're young and can make these sorts of mistakes and get away with it um, to, to, to do these sorts of things. So hopefully we're not doing anything that's going to really come back to bite us, but we shall see.
0: Oh, it will. (laughs) <laughs> well, i'm confident that everything that i do in my life will come back to bite me in some way
1: fair enough. uh fair enough all right so that's all i had for follow-up did you have anything else for follow-up
0: nope that's about it let's talk about our sponsor for this week let's do that and that's our friend at friends at harry's you know harry's don't you casey i do indeed harry's was founded because shaving can be a bunch of things some of the things that it can be is expensive, frustrating, annoying, and irritating. So this comes in the form of when you actually shave, it can be irritating and annoying to your skin, but also the purchasing process tends to be all of those things too. This is why Harry's was created. Um, It was founded because of the process of what it's like to go into a drugstore and be treated like a criminal as you have to ask the nice assistant there to unlock some blades from a like steel cage for you and and you get them handed to you and you can buy them at an extremely expensive cost and you end up with products that you're not really that familiar with that you don't really have any attachment to. So that's why Harry's was created. Harry's is created to change all of that. And they do that in a bunch of different ways. They have beautiful products that are designed very nicely. They're packaged in fantastic ways. And they try and make new products, and I have some of those to talk about in a moment, that try and make the process just more comfortable in general. And they do all of this with a really simple ordering process and a very snazzy website. The guys at Harry's were lovely enough to send me a kit to try out for myself, um the box that everything comes in i have the winston kit kc um which features a razor that has an aluminium handle uh, it's even engraved which i which i really liked um the packaging it comes in is was one of my favourite is one of my favourite things it's so like well thought out and everything's very nicely presented and it's a real nice introduction to the brand you know you've gone through the website and you've gone through all of that but this is a physical thing that you're receiving at the end of it, and to, for them not to have just thrown it all in a cardboard box and just ship it to me, the fact that it comes in this nice presentation box, I, I like very much. The that set costs it actually only costs fifteen dollars. You get a razor, foaming shave gel, and three razor blades, plus free shipping. the The actual razor itself, I, I love it. It's weighted really well, but it's not overly heavy, but it's not too light. It feels really solid in the hand. The blades are super smooth to use. I, I really like them. They're about half the price of the big brands, and they ship for free to your Step. And Harry's actually bought the factory in Germany that produces these blades. They found some great guys and girls to create these blades, and then they bought the factory because they wanted to make sure that they would always have them on hand. Now, I do keep a beard, personally, but that doesn't... And even if you are a, a man who does not shave every day, you should still think about something like this because you should still be neatening yourself up. So I do that like I trim the edges and and take care of my neck and stuff like that. As I'm sure Casey, I know you are a, a clean-shaven gentleman. So I know you go that extra bit further. But mm-hmm. the you know these things are important. You know, you got you got to make sure you look your best and and even even facial hair like mine requires some grooming and I like Harry's stuff enough that I actually use it on my own face. And I don't think you can get a higher endorsement for a product than that. <laughs> right. Now two the two new products that they wanted me to mention and I'm happy to mention is a new foaming shave gel and after shave moisturizer. That Harry's have created both of these products are made with natural ingredients they use licorice root extract cucumber and aloe vera which is super fancy sounding and super fancy smelling too the shaving gel I love it's like it is a gel that you rub in your hands and it turns into like this lathery foam uh, which I've been describing Casey as like a miracle of science because I'm not 100% (laughs) sure how it gets from one to the other uh, but I really like it. It's it's nice to put on. But my favorite thing personally is, is this new aftershave moisturizer that they have. Um, it doesn't, after you use it, so you finish shaving, you apply the aftershave moisturizer and it feels really good on the skin. It doesn't leave like an oily feeling like I've had with some of these sort of products. And people say, you know, is it, important to worry about moisturiser? Like, Do I need to do something like that? Yes, you definitely do. You should be using moisturiser on your face. You're leaving your face in quite a vulnerable uh, position after shaving. Plus, at least my girlfriend tells me I should be doing it, so you know, guys, think about it for, the, for the, your partners in your lives. They will want you to be doing this sort of stuff to make sure that your skin is staying fresh. You can experience a clean, close, and comfortable shave of Harry's. At the moment, Harry's is only available in the United States of America, but I have a great deal for those of you that are there. Go to harrys.com and you will get $5 off if you type in the coupon code ANALOG, spelt in your way of choice. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com. Enter the coupon code ANALOG at checkout for $5 off. and Start shaving better today. Thank you very much to, uh, to Harry's for their sponsorship of ANALOG and RelayFM.
1: I'm just impressed they sent uh, you a sample all the way to the UK. I mean, obviously, it would be even cooler if they if they supported the UK, and I'm sure it's coming, but for them to take the time to send that all the way to you, just so you really know that this is good stuff, that, that's how you know they're, they mean
0: business. They overnight FedExed it to me. Did
1: they really? God, that must have been a fortune. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I, I think it was overnight. It might have been like a, it was like a day and a half. Anyway... But, yeah, uh, well, you know, I'm very, very pleased that it did, because now I have a very nice shaving set.
1: So if it took a day and a half, is that half day in
0: British English? No, a day and a half is a day and a half. I'm making a a reference
1: to when you told me that we should record tonight at half five, and I genuinely did not have any clue if that meant 4.30 or 5.30.
0: How could it mean? 4.30? How could that? Half, Half five, half five. Because that's halfway
1: to five, or no. halfway
0: after no. five. No, <laughs> are you
1: face bombing right now? Yes, because
0: no one says <laughs> half to five.
1: That nobody, nobody says half five in my country.
0: But your country's using my language. You <laughs>
1: oh, here we go. It's
0: to use it <laughs> properly, and you. then we won't have these problems in the Even even still, I can't, I cannot fathom how you you didn't get that.
1: I, I mean, hey, at least I asked. Oh uh, well. Anyway, so what are we talking about tonight?
0: My holiday.
1: So All right, well, I'll just hang up then.
0: I, I tell you what I wanted to talk about, and there's a couple <laughs> of different things in here and so mainly it's about I feel like people think I'm too good of a person, and I've said this before <laughs> and and you said it to me before, and I mean I've brought this is not the first time I brought this up. I think I actually brought it up last week. Um, but I get tweets and emails about it too, about my like sort of feeling of not using my phone when I spending time with my girlfriend.
1: Right.
0: Um, I just had some real time follow up that Harry's ships to Canada. Oh That's yeah? It. Yeah. Oh uh, good. So there you go. That's from Paul C. Paul C tells me that the promo codes work and, uh, they ship there, but it's not free. Cool. So there you go. If you're in Canada, go for it, go crazy, Canada Canadians. And you would spell analog in the right way, so that's good. What, to know.
1: like a n a l o g?
0: No, that's wrong. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Moving on. So I think that people think that I'm I'm like this fantastic person who doesn't use their phone. You know, when they spend time with their other half or whatever. And I do that because of the limited amount of time. That I spend with my girlfriend, as opposed to the fact, like when we, me and you, talk about it, and you know, you were saying how you thought you were terrible with Aaron, you know, Mm -hmm. using your phone and being distracted, but and how I was really good at it. But so this is this is a time where where me and my my better half we spent an entire week together. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about that. I also wanted to talk about the fact that. Two things in my nerd life happened that week. iOS 8 launched whilst I was away, and I was also ordering and trying to manage the delivery of a new iPhone.
1: This is the most first of first world problems, mm-hmm. to be clear.
0: Oh, I mean, wait until we get to the iPhone part and you'll see just how first <laughs> of a world problem. So. All right. One thing is like just I wanted to, to say about trying to disconnect on holiday and how important that is mm-hmm. to relax. And and I was doing I, I did a pretty good job of it. I mean, even though I was checking my phone and, and things like that, the amount that I was doing it was so much less than what I usually do. Good you know, on a daily basis. Like it, it, I would spend an amount of time a day, not all day, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I think for me now. It, It isn't even so much of just trying to balance the messing around on my phone and reading Twitter and spending time with my girlfriend. There's also work has to be balanced into that to a degree. Mm -hmm. Um, I did still have to do some actual work stuff, uh, respond to some emails, do X, Y, Z while I was there. There were things that still had to be taken care of. I still had to post shows and stuff like that. because relay didn't didn't stop when I was on holiday right, but the thing the thing that I wanted to talk about was the balancing of the nerd stuff and spending time with my lady and trying to basically I want to talk about being put in my place <laughs> okay so when uh I kind of had a pretty we had a very fair. Deal to me on work stuff. You know, I could take care of work things if and when I needed, um, and, and or just say, "Oh, I need twenty minutes to send some emails." That was perfectly fine. And then on iOS eight day, wait, I, oh, can I
1: can I stop you real quick? Yeah. What did you bring in terms of computing devices? And Everything. So you had a Mac, you had an iPhone, and you had an iPad. Yes. And you were going to which destination, if you don't mind sharing? Italy, okay. Yeah. And this was a coastal part of Italy, or an island, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Correct. So this is when what what I should be envisioning is like a beach and like tropical warm weather. Maybe not tropical, but warm weather, etc. Yeah. I okay.
0: the the laptop and my iPad didn't leave the hotel though. Okay. But I I only brought my laptop in case I needed to edit something in an emergency.
1: So you barely used it, I assume, and I'm honestly asking.
0: Yeah, I I I did end up using it just to send some email because it was easier. Sure. um, But I didn't need it, and and I did like ninety five percent of everything that I did. I did on my phone.
1: Okay. All right. So I'm sorry. So iOS eight day.
0: So I was given maybe the world's fairest, not fairest, most generous is what I'm looking for deal in this scenario. I was allowed to pretty much use my phone the entire day like to to mess around like download mm-hmm. apps and uh, which explains why I blew through 4 gigs of data in 2 days Overseas I bought an Italian sim
1: Ah I was I actually wanted to ask you what you did for that but I didn't want to derail your thoughts so that's interesting How much was that if you don't mind my asking It was like
0: 20 euros Oh that's not bad It was nothing And then I went back had to go back to the store and get a couple more gigs of data and the guy was like really <laughs> and I was like yeah one problem is I use it for tethering, and I mm. realized after about twenty minutes of tethering that I hadn't paused Dropbox. So oh yeah, thanks, That's thanks Casey good. Liss. It was actually the analog files were the, <laughs> were the biggest suck of the data during that period of time. You're welcome. Um, so I was basically allowed to kind of just do do whatever, and and I and I you know I was like everyone. I was reading people's articles when I was at the beach, um, and then I was downloading apps. And just messing around and trying stuff out and just being generally nerdy for the day.
1: But this was so you were allowed a free pass only for iOS 8 Day, or were there no rules for the entire week?
0: I was allowed a free pass on the iOS 8 Day. Okay. But then I took advantage of it the next day. <laughs> So, I was so used to the on the Wednesday just checking and stuff, like, because obviously on the Thursday things are still happening, apps are still being updated, whatever. So, like, I was at one point and uh, I, I can't remember exactly the scenario, but I, I was messing around and just checking the app store and stuff, and I was questioned, like, like, what are you doing? uh and like not not in that tone but like what are you doing i was like oh
1: you know that question even in the most innocent of innocent tones will give you the guiltiest conscience in the
0: world instantly and i was like uh stuff not really anything uh it's like (laughs) well you know what what are you doing then and i'm like i'm and then i was like i'm sorry that's not fair you were very nice to me and uh and I've kind of overstepped the mark because we were kind of just like sitting at a cafe or something. And I'm just sitting there refreshing my iPhone whilst we're trying to have conversations. And and, and it was kind of just like the idea of uh, kind of being put in my place was, was a good thing because then I was much more conscious about it. Because she was kind of just like, look, if you need to do something, you just need to tell me and I'll let you do it. And I was like, right. yeah, I know, but the things that I was doing were things I shouldn't have been doing.
1: Yep. Now you did know? you And you said that to her. Yeah. Good for you.
0: Because I said all I was doing was just checking the app store. Like I, I wasn't <laughs> actually doing anything of any use um, because then, you know, what things did come up during that week that I then did have to check. Like there were sponsorship inquiries and feedback emails and posting shows and things like that and and that stuff was all perfectly fine for me to take care of but it was just the idea of like taking a i I definitely took advantage of the situation like whether consciously or not and i definitely shouldn't have and and i don't really didn't really have a massive amount to say about it, other than like to just to prove that i think it can happen to all of us but i think it's it was healthy in at least in our relationship that I could be called out on it and that we could deal with it. And I would learn a lesson about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Aaron is usually really good about that as well. I think, especially a few weeks ago when we talked about this, well, we talked about work-life balance uh, last week, but a few weeks ago, I think it was when we were talking about this a little more extensively. And, I think at that point I'd gotten a little bit bad. And like with everything, like the exercise I was talking about earlier, I go in cycles and sometimes I'm better and sometimes I'm not so good. And I like to think that I'm on a good swing right now and I've been better about it. Um, I think part of that, if I'm really honest with myself, is that we're so darn busy because we're in the home stretch with Sprout and there's not too much more time that we have to get things together. But nevertheless, I like to think I've been better about it. But you talking about being on vacation made me think about when I um, went to the beach this summer, and it was a very odd feeling because I know that we were at the beach with Erin's family to spend time with each other and with her family. And I brought my iPad with me and my iPhone, and my iPad has a LTE on it, and I had paid for a month's worth of data. And when I'm sitting there on the beach, not in the water, of course, and not really actively doing anything, and everyone's just sitting there reading or napping or sunbathing or what have you, a lot of times I would get on my iPad and refresh Twitter and see what everyone's talking about and so on. And I don't think I abused that privilege, but nevertheless, I almost felt guilty about it. And st- I felt guilty about that, but I had no such guilt about the novel that I was reading on and off. You know, basically I'd look at Twitter for a while, run out of tweets, read the novel for an hour, come back to Twitter, read all my new tweets, read the novel for an hour. And, you know, obviously go play in the water and run around or what have you uh, as well. But it's weird that the, when you're reading a novel or a magazine or something like that, that's, that's okay. That's constructive, productive time. But when you're just sitting there shooting the crap on Twitter, that's, like, annoying and disrespectful and wasteful. Do you get that feeling, too?
0: Yeah. I mean, I was still, like, when we were at the beach, uh, I was still, like, just reading Twitter when we were, like, on the sun lounger or whatever. But it was mm-hmm. a case of you're reading Twitter or reading, like, Insta paper or a book. Right, right. Like, to me, it was all just reading at that mm-hmm. point. So it was, like, whatever. But it was, like, in instances where we were doing other things where I considered it to kind of be disrespectful.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. It's just, it's a very, it's a very funny thing. And when you had first said to me that you wanted to talk about this, I kind of didn't like the idea of the topic because I felt like we had just covered like work-life balance. But as I got thinking about it more, it occurred to me that you were onto something here. And one of the things that occurred to me was we talked a lot about work-life balance during the work week. But we didn't really talk that much about work-life balance when you're not really supposed to be working. And on vacation or holiday or what have you is a really great example of that. And you know, another another example, of course, is when you're out at a cafe, like you had talked about earlier, perhaps at dinner or something. You know, tw- As we've talked about before, Twitter can really wait. It will be okay. And if you'll permit me a brief tangent, as I've gotten a little bit busier over the last week or two... And also, by pure circumstance, have had to go many hours without looking at Twitter. Um, One thing I've been doing a lot more lately is I've stopped being a devout completionist. And if I see that when I get a chance to look at Twitter, I have more than about 150 tweets that I need to catch up on, I just scroll to the top and just declare bankruptcy. I always read every single one of my mentions, always, always, always but i don't as I, it is more often lately that i don't read every single just general tweet in my timeline and the first few times i did that it kind of really bothered me and figuratively speaking it kind of gave me the shakes but i'm finding that i kind of like being able to do that and i try to be a completionist where possible because a lot of times i'll see conversations say between you and steven or something that i think are interesting and i'd like to contribute to even if it's a little bit late but a lot of times I'm not really missing much. And I feel like letting go of the, of the, the stress of, of g- being complete on Twitter has actually been really, really valuable and rewarding. And what I should have done is asked Erin if she's noticed any difference, and I didn't think to before the show, but it, b- giving up on being a completionist is one of the better ideas I've had in a long time. And I credit underscore David Smith for that because he uh, went on vacation uh, to the UK, I believe, actually, a few weeks ago. And he had told me when he came back, you know, I barely looked at the Internet at all during that time. And it was kind of wonderful. You should give it a shot. And so I'm I'm not as as good as he, and I'm not able to just disconnect. But... I have been trying to do a lot better about being a completionist, and it has been for the best, in my personal opinion. Now, you are a devout completionist as well. Is that right?
0: Yeah, not when I'm on holiday, though. All right. You know, like, if I miss a day or whatever, then I'll just let it go. Um, But I, I do tend to be... How many people do you follow?
1: Uh, around 250, give or take a little bit.
0: <laughs> okay. Why? I follow, you follow. I follow nine hundred and twenty. Oh, that's so unmanageable. Being a completionist to me is very different to being a completionist to you. It is very much so. Because when you said one hundred and fifty, I'm like that's like a that's like an two hundred fifty. Like no no no, when oh, you said oh, like oh, tweets. tweets. So that's oh, like, yeah, like yeah. an hour. Because I can kind of judge how long it's going to take me to go to go through something, and like mm. you know, I, if I see, so I like I've worked out this like skill. Like if I see one hour. And 600 tweets. I'm like, oh something's happened.
1: Do you yeah. ever get that? Yep. Oh, I totally do. And then, then I'm even more interested in figuring out what happened while also being even more interested in just declaring bankruptcy and not worrying about all 600 tweets.
0: No, see, then I like to go through it all because uh, uh, I, I like to see the drama unfold, whatever <laughs> it might be. I understand
1: that. And um, yeah, you know, and sometimes it's just that people were bored at work or something, and they've just been talking about nothing. And other times, it's because something legitimate has happened. Like, for example, uh, iOS 8.0.1, where it was breaking everyone's phones. You know, that's serious drama that is somewhat important to, to some degree. And there were a gazillion tweets about that when that happened. Now, I wanted to quickly address something that was said in the chat um, by my friend Heather. She said, there's something that feels so, and she's and this is still her, trying to find the right words here, annoying, limiting, that this is being presented and happens as the woman's women sitting around being by default positioned as the quote, nag quote, who has to remind the men about what they should be doing anyway. Like, aren't we all adults? Personally, I'd get ticked about being forced into that role. If I want to spend time with someone, what do you guys think? And- I wanted to make it clear that the reason this sounds like the ladies are nagging us are simply because we're straight males who have significant others that are women. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're women. It's just purely circumstantial. And I think there could absolutely be a case wherein Erin is the one who is a social media you know fiend that can't miss a tweet, and I'm the one saying to her, geez, honey, can you put the phone down? So if if we're presenting this as a gender-related issue, I'm pretty sure I speak for you in saying that's not deliberate. It's just that it's the happenstance of our our shared reality. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I mean, the reason that it's my girlfriend saying these things is because I'm the one that has less self-control over this sort of stuff. She is better at these types of things than I am. I don't think it's a gender-related thing at all. It's just... We are both guys. We both have ladies in our lives. Right. Uh, and we are both the ones who exhibit the least self control in these scenarios. But I, you know, complain about things. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right, right. I, I don't think that. I actually am trying my best to not make her sound like a nag because she was so good to me. I overstepped the mark. I needed I needed to be put in my place in this scenario because I was being unfair. Yeah, it would absolutely. it would have been you know it would have just continued to be unfair if she did not tell me because I you know was like oh this is fine do 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 do, do. look at me you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah and another point made by Joe Steele he said you know my boyfriend gets annoyed if I'm on Twitter even if we're just watching throwaway House Hunters episodes and I think that's possibly my biggest downfall. Because a lot of times, right now anyway, before what, house hunters, raves, Yeah, that's it. That's that's my downfall. <laughs> um actually if it's anything, it's um shoot, what is the show? Oh man, uh million dollar real estate agents or something like that. That's not the name of it, but it's such deliciously trashy TV. Million dollar listing. That's what it is. I have no idea what that is. Well that and uh um the really terribly racist um uh gypsy but- one. Uh, my Big Fat Gypsy Wedding, which is, if I'm honest, a terrible, terrible, terrible show, and I really shouldn't watch it, but it's so delightfully awful that I can't look away. Anyway, um, the point I'm bringing up with Joe's uh, comment is that a lot of times, maybe I'll be watching TV and Erin will be reading because she's not that into TV, or perhaps I'm sitting there watch- you know, looking at Twitter and she's reading. And uh, like you were talking about earlier, Mike, it seems to us that our significant others are perfectly content and occupied doing their own thing, be it reading or sitting at the cafe, people watching or what have you. But perhaps the reason they're sitting at the cafe, people watching or reading is because we're not paying any darn attention to them in the first place. And again, this could be a guy, it could be a girl, it it has nothing to do with gender, but it's this like vicious cycle where I think to myself, like Joe had said, oh, well, I'm multitasking just fine. I'm just, I mean, we're just sitting on the couch watching TV, who cares? I can look at Twitter at the same time. But then what happens is Aaron will try to say something to me, and I'll be like, "What? wait, wait, wait. huh, say that again? Yeah. You want to meet, and and it's terrible. And, And I think it's so easy to justify it to yourself. It's so easy to say to yourself, oh, iOS 8 just came out yesterday. There's going to be new apps any second now. I'm going to sit here and mash the refresh button on the App Store. But in reality, that's really not helpful for either of us. You know, it's not helping us. It's not helping our significant others. And it's just this vicious cycle that that we really need to be cognizant of. And, and it's a testament to your relationship with your girlfriend, like you were saying earlier, that she can say that to you and you don't get all riled up and, and turn into a jerk. But and also that she can say it in the first place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I I hmm.
1: Do you ever leave your phone at home?
0: <laughs> of course I don't. I'm not crazy.
1: <laughs> I would have. If you had asked me that question, I would have had verbatim the same reaction.
0: <laughs> Even if I was to be out for four hours and not touch it for two seconds, I still wouldn't be able to leave it at home. Yep. Completely agree. touch is um, part of me.
1: Yeah. Well, when we went, so I had like a... Erin had her baby shower this past Saturday, and I had kind of a man version of the baby shower, which is really, you know, getting the husbands of all these wives together and going out and doing something. And we went go-karting at a little indoor go-kart track nearby to my house. And what the uh, staff at this place said— was, hey, you should really take out your phones, your keys, and what have you, and and we you can stick them in our office, because the place was pretty uh, quiet at the time. You can stick them in our office, we'll lock the door, you know, it's just the staff that can get in here. And you should really do that so you don't break your iPhones or, you know, Android phones or whatever. And this is this past Saturday. So I have a, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I have a 12 hour old iPhone 6 in my pocket. And I went ahead and left it in the staff's little blocker room or whatever. Hmm. And I was very proud of myself for being able to do that while also disappointed myself for damn near getting the shivers because of it. But it's it was also kind of annoying though, because it's the points in which I wasn't racing when, you know, another group was going, I really wanted to have my camera, but my camera's my phone and now I don't have my phone on me. And so- Anytime I'm without my phone, I just, I feel like I'm missing a part of me. Like you were saying, whereas Aaron, uh, sometimes she'll leave her phone at home and we're going to run errands for a couple hours and we'll be, you know, a half a mile down the road and I'll say, oh, do you have your phone with you? And she's like, oh no, you know, I forgot it on the kitchen counter or whatever. Oh, do you want me to turn around? Nope. She's totally fine. Not having her phone. Well, what if somebody needs you? Well, if they really need me that bad, they'll call you. And conceptually, I know she's right. But the thought of saying that to her about my phone, I oh my god, I can't imagine it. What would I? I what would I do? You know? was, I couldn't imagine It's And it's so ridiculous that I feel that way.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I, I it kind of seems a little bit inconceivable to me to, to like, listening to your story about the go-karting, like, only the staff can get in there. How can you trust the staff? Like, even then, I don't know what I would do in that scenario. I don't know if I would want to lock it away somewhere. Um, or if, hmm. Because that's like a real double-edged sword. Yep. Either it gets stolen or it gets broken.
1: Oh, absolutely. And that's the thing. I think if I'd still had my 5S at that point, there's no darn way I would have put it away. I would have just kept it in my pocket and gone on faith that it would have worked out.
0: Yeah, but you're too scared about breaking it. Absolutely, because it
1: was brand new. Hey, could have gotten bent for all I know.
0: I don't even. (laughs) It's like the scenario where you're at work. Oh, they've been getting all bent. All of them are getting bent. I'm like, no, no. No, please stop reading whatever websites you're reading. (laughs) Don't ever talk to me again.
1: Hey, So on a quick tangent because i think we're pretty much uh wrapping up uh, it how has been how has it been with your phone in public you talked about this on connected some but now you've had a few more days with it is it still socially awkward to have the big humongous iphone or are you already starting to get used to it
0: i'm getting more used to it but i do still feel weird using it mm-hmm. because it is so obvious it's just obvious because it's this huge thing Mm -hmm. it's just an obvious thing that i'm using so i feel that way about it whether it is or not so because i feel that way about it i feel awkward i haven't actually seen anybody looking at it like i've not caught anyone Mm -hmm. it's purely Mm -hmm. in my head but it's still something but it's like any new apple device that i've had not not like if I get a new iPhone 5S or whatever, but any, so like when I got the first iPhone, the first iPad, like using it in public has always been a strange thing for me. Cause like, I feel like, you know, everybody knows what these things are and you've clearly got something that people are going to notice.
1: Yeah. But you haven't been approached and been like, oh, that's the new phone, is it? You know, not in public, anything like that? No,
0: nobody said that. Nobody's done anything like that to me.
1: What about at work? Have you gotten a lot of, have what is it the, the what's the british phrase have they taken the piss out of you at work <laughs> no is that really. not right yeah no, really you, you
0: kind of got it <laughs> uh no i mean everyone's been kind of like p- people have noticed it and they're like is that the new phone um like yeah it's the big one and because someone <laughs> well because somebody across the across the desk from me has the six so I feel like I need to tell people this isn't the 6, it's the plus. Mm-hmm. You know, like, don't worry if you want to get a new iPhone, it doesn't have to be like this. <laughs> because I can bear no bones about it. Like, there, there is a fraction of society that should own this phone. Like, a fraction. Because yep. mm-hmm. it is monstrous. Like, it's insane. It doesn't matter how much I want it for the reasons that I want it. If my hands, if I wasn't blessed with such large hands, I could not use this device in a way that I would want to. Because right. I don't really want to use my phone with two hands all the time.
1: I feel like there's a terrible joke here, but I can't find it.
0: Which probably means it's time to wrap up. I think it does. If you want to find our show notes for this week's episode, you can go to relay.fm/slash analog/slash seven. Uh, Thank you so much to Harry's for supporting this week's episode. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, and my co-host is at Casey Liss, C-A-S-E-Y-L-I-S-S, that's Casey Liss. (laughs) We'll be back next week with another episode of Analog. Until then, goodbye. See you later.
1: I feel like it's really obnoxious to constantly tweet about how oh i'm live oh this just got posted oh look at me blah 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 um and and so that's why as much as i gave you hell for compelling me to do it i liked and and continue to like having the CaseyListCom twitter account which just basically tweets when i post to my website mm-hmm. and you know the atp account the analog account and generally speaking i don't retweet when you know ATP is live, when we're live, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, because I feel like if somebody really wanted to know that, then they would follow the account that I'm retweeting. They would either follow ATP FM or underscore what is it, analog FM? I don't even know.
0: Well, it's all yeah. underscore name FM.
1: Yeah. So it's uh yeah underscore analog FM spelled incorrectly. Um so anyway, the point is I feel really bad about doing that, but then I'll I'll look at say Google Analytics after I make a post. And after I make a post and don't tweet about it, it gets, I I honestly don't remember the numbers, but for the sake of conversation, let's say 100 viewers pretty reasonably quickly. I think that's actually a bit high. But then if I tweet about it and link to it, I get like five times as many. And so on the one side, I kind of want to tweet and retweet all these things. But on the other side, I'm like, well, I feel like this is just noise.
0: The reason that the numbers are high is because you don't do it every time, probably. If the numbers were high, then people like so. If if you did it every time, people would stop.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I don't know.